0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss out-of-home marketing in the post-pandemic world. Joining us is Cherian Thomas, who is the co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive, which is the largest network of rideshare screens throughout the United States. Octopus provides advertisers the opportunity to reach a captive and engaged audience through their location-based interactive video platform, and their drivers earn cash, better tips, and improve ratings by enhancing their customer experience for the riders. Yesterday, Cherian and I talked about whether out-of-home is effective in the post-pandemic world. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about the return of Rideshare as a premium digital marketing channel. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Cherian Thomas, co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive. Cherian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Great to be back, Ben.
1: Excited to have you back on the show and to continue our conversation Yesterday, we focused more on out of home broadly, the idea that people are leaving the house. We're not just focused at home. So we're basically getting more impressions in different places. And it's changing the marketing mix, billboards, transportation, and Octopus' specialty marketing in rideshare. I want to double click and talk about where your bread is buttered and how rideshare is an opportunity for marketers. Talk to me about the rideshare market and how it's grown, and then how marketers can take advantage of it.
2: One of the things that's important to note is just like folks went from television to desktop, desktop to mobile, we feel that the next kind of place to consume media will be motorized. You can go from rideshare to robo taxis to autonomous vehicles. And rideshare is really this unbelievable setting where you have dwell time. I'm not driving the vehicle, so I can be entertained, I can be productive, I can watch videos, listen to music, socialize, and so forth. And that's where we see this huge unlock, right? This unbelievable amount of dwell time in a captive setting. And then you layer in who is the Uber and Lyft rider, and the audience demographics are just you know, the quintessential consumer, that 18 to 49 that's hard to reach, high disposable income, traveling in and around cities. And so not only is it a valuable setting, but it's also an extremely valuable audience.
1: I understand the audience is valuable and I understand that they are captive. They also have a cell phone because they called an Uber because they called a Lyft. So the medium that Octopus uses, putting a screen built into the ride chair, are you just hanging an iPad off the back of a chair or something obviously mounted so people aren't running off with them? But
2: yeah, it's mounted at their custom cases and you're right. People have their phones. They also can look out the window. They can also talk to the driver. We are the largest screen in the room. They spit out money and prizes for engaging with it. And you're going to get content on our screens that you just cannot get on your phone. For example, if you're playing trivia against hundreds of thousands of other Uber and Lyft riders to win prizes, right? That's happening on our screens, not on your phone. And then also our brand partners are giving us exclusive games that you're not able to play on your phone.
1: Talk to me about targeting. You mentioned that the audience is a captive audience, 18 to 45, generally more urban, bouncing around the city, getting from point A to point B. Are you able to target based on demographics? Are you able to target based on some sort of a signal from their phone? Or is it more just mass media targeting?
2: It's more aggregate, right? I mean, from our standpoint, we want to value people's privacy and we want to make sure that we can target either based on day, time, weather. So the experience on that tablet is going to be different on a Tuesday at 6 a.m. than it is on a Friday night at 11 p.m. At the same time, we're also doing a lot of location-based targeting, right? So depending on if you're close to an airport, then we can deliver different content and different ad units than if you're near a restaurant district. So it is more about the aggregate rideshare audience and less about, hey, I'm delivering this ad to Ben Shapiro. It's more about the actual aggregate audience in general.
1: Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So talk to me about the analytics and the calls to action. I get in a ride share, want to play some trivia, maybe win some money. I have, is it all, you know, enter your phone number to be put into this raffle? You know, what's the mechanism that actually drives results?
2: The first thing is, is it's all about rider choice, right? Riders are the number one stakeholder. Everything that we do is we want to make that ride share experience more memorable, more novel. And quite frankly, we want to innovate a experience that hasn't been innovated upon since 2009. So when you get into that vehicle, you have options. If you you know want to play games, you can play games that you can win prizes by playing those games. And then those games are powered by our brand partners. But at the same time, you have lean in content, as I mentioned, which are the games. And we have lean back content where we have partners like just recently during Shark Week. You could literally watch episodes of Shark Week, right? So it's a content room. You can click it and you can learn about the Mako Shark if you wanted to. Or you can lean in and play a T-Mobile baseball game, or you can lean in and play chickens, you know, find the chicken sandwich from Wendy's. And so it's really a mixture of of both lean in and lean back, because quite frankly, sometimes you want to lean in and sometimes you want to lean back. So we want to have all those offerings for the riders.
1: Who are the type of marketers that this channel works for? You mentioned Wendy's, a fast food type program. I'm assuming, you know, Bacardi or there's alcohol that would be good for competitions. Uh, It seems to be, you know, if you're going to the bar, if you're going to a restaurant, that seems like a natural fit. What are the other types of advertisers that you've seen be successful?
2: Yeah, what we're seeing is a strong demand in entertainment. So if you are a Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, even the AVODs that are trying to increase their reach if you have a media offering or entertainment offering, you want to be able to deliver that with sight, sound, and motion. So you can actually show your content, people actually hear your content, and then if they're excited about it and enjoy it, they can actually opt in, sign up, or continue watching from their phone. So we're seeing a lot of interest from entertainment, also iGaming and sports betting. We're seeing a lot of interest there because we can polygonally trace out where sports betting is legal. We can run those in particular states and where it's not, it'll never play. We're also seeing a lot of interest from QSRs, auto, and truthfully, one of the nuts we haven't been able to crack is kind of that business enterprise. It's more about the consumer that we're targeting here. And outside of geo-boosting around airports, I would say it's a lot more consumer-centric and consumer-facing brands.
1: All right. So you're seeing your consumer brands. How about e-commerce? Are you seeing people doing product demos and you know, can I go buy my office chair while I'm riding around in my Uber?
2: (laughs) What we're seeing is actually D2C brands. They're realizing that, hey, look, they can get their product and explain it with video format to this captive audience. And what's amazing is that um, you can literally directly respond. You can click and put in your phone number or scan, or you can put in your email. So the D2C brands really see a lot of value on this. And again, it's those folks who are trying to reach that 18 to 49 audience. And quite frankly, you're not able to reach the number of folks you were once able to reach via traditional television or linear. So that same ad format that you would have put on the television screen is the exact same ad format you could put on the Octopus screen. So it's an incremental younger audience in a captive setting there.
1: So you're able to repurpose some of your, let's call it traditional video content, your advertising content that would be a good fit for OTT or terrestrial television. Talking about the cost of marketing in Ubers, do you charge on a CPM, a CPA? What are the rates and what can marketers expect in terms of campaign size?
2: You are right. We are able to repurpose exactly what you were putting on television. And the only thing is, is we layer clickable buttons. So like click here, special offer, whatever, maybe So that way, you know, you can't touch the television screen. You don't jump off the couch and touch it. But here you actually get click through rates.
1: I don't know. My kids touch the television screen all the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have a five year old and three year old. I should take that statement back because they're hitting the TV with sticky hands and so forth. But yeah, so as far as the different types of pricing, we do charge on a CPM basis, but it's different based on the type of offering. So we have standard programmatic ads, we have interactive ads, we have branded games, we also have tune-in takeovers, and we're also able to do rapid consumer insights or surveys. So it depends on kind of what your ad unit is, but that CPM, it ranges anywhere from 19 to $25 based on you know, what type of ad format it is.
1: So that's nineteen to twenty five dollars CPMs for a thousand rides or is it a thousand video plays?
2: It's a thousand verified impressions, right? So it's an impression basis.
1: Okay. So Sharion, before I let you go, it's such an innovative medium. And I think that With that, often marketers aren't sure how to best take advantage of doing something new, right? There's the idea that you're traveling, you're not sure how much time you have when someone's in a ride share, you get a traditional video ad, but you have clickability. Give me an example of somebody who has done the type of ride sharing digital marketing that Octopus presents in a way that was innovative and successful.
2: Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, we covered a lot. And I know there's a lot of different offerings, but it is really easy. It's easy for brands to get on. It's easy for us to activate the campaigns. And it's so easy that brands are activating multiple offerings. So if you take some of our QSRs like Wendy's or Jack in the Box, they're doing things where they have a repurposed their television ad right on Octopus with interactive. So it's an interactive ad. Then they're also doing things like find the chicken sandwich. So it's like three cards, you shuffle it up and then you ask, where was the chicken sandwich under? And they're also doing surveys to find out if riders have ever heard about Wendy's breakfast, what would be their favorite item on the breakfast menu. So they're running the gamut. And that was a campaign that's highly successful because not only were they able to get this in and around where their Wendy's locations were, but they were achieving unbelievable click-through rates. They had a value offer. So it was a, you know, get a free chicken sandwich. So they got ridiculous amounts of opt-in and conversion. And that allowed us to say, We're able to get your ad and your game and your survey in front of the right audience. This audience leaned in and they engaged with it with high click through rates. And by the way, the value exchange was there because X amount of people opted in. And that's what's really beautiful talking about the R and the ROI with brands is that's real numbers, which you're not going to find on traditional out of home or television, right? You're going to see that when you have these type of performance type ad platforms like ours.
1: Yeah, I think it's a fascinating medium And my hope is that you're incredibly successful. And that means that we're all out using our Ubers and Lyfts and we're all traveling around and everybody stays safe and gets to get back into the real world. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about how the medium works.
2: Of course. No, thanks so much. And don't take my enthusiasm the wrong way. We've built a great foundation. We have an awesome team, but we certainly have a long ways to go. It's a really unique opportunity, but it's a massive opportunity. So we're really excited to trailblaze here.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Martech podcast. Thanks to Cherian Thomas, the co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Cherian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Play Octopus, or you could visit his company's website, which is PlayOctopus.com.